Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with another episode of the Steelers Burning Question. It's been a while since I've been on, but I almost feel like I should be reciting a poem tonight. A poem that is, "'Twas the night before the NFL draft." And all football fans were snuggled. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but you get what I'm talking about. I got a text message from Dave Schofield, who's a co-host of mine on the Steelers preview. We'll be on live tomorrow night. Make sure you check us out live on YouTube. And of course, all of our podcasts will be in audio form as well. But he said, does anyone else feel like this is Christmas Eve? And I responded with, yeah, in a way, uh, it's a really busy weekend for the website. Uh, you're glued to the television. That's not always the best thing when you have a family. I have five young kids. They don't always understand um, why you have to sit down and, and you're on the computer the whole time. But anyways, I digress. It is an exciting time for football fans. And because he brought up, you know, the whole Christmas theme and you're excited. It's the night before. You want to know what's going to happen. You know what player. You want to know what player you're going to get. I decided, what if I did an NFL draft wish list. Now, again, this is not a mock draft. I'm not predicting who the Steelers will get. This is kind of like a what round, what position, and maybe some players, not all players. Where would I want the Steelers to target it if I were the one that were, if I were making my wish, like a, a wish list that you have to Santa Claus? You know, you're, you're writing down, I, I hope I get a Huffy bike or I hope I get a brand new basketball or, um, you know, one of those, as a kid, I used to always want one of those four wheelers those battery powered four wheelers that you know you always saw the commercials for but anyways um it, it's one of those things that uh i thought would be pertinent and we are going to get to some news and i might have time for your questions at the end of the show so the nfl draft wish list i would like to, if you're watching live in youtube right now um if you're watching live on youtube and I'm, I'm reading a, a couple comments already in the uh in the live chat Please let me know what your wish list is. So let, let me give you an example. We're going to go round by round, and I'm going to tell you, like, okay, do I, would I want this pick to be defense? Would I want this pick to be offense? Um, maybe a couple of players that I'm looking at uh, in that particular round. And again, I don't really know how it's going to play out. For instance, uh, we've seen mock drafts. If you trust mock drafts, if you put any stock in mock drafts, um, if you put any stock into that stuff, you've seen some mock drafts that have Devin Bush still available at 20. So you, that can change a lot of stuff. So if you're in the live chat right now, go ahead and let us know, let me know what your wish list would be. Here's mine. Okay, round one. I've gone back and forth with this, and Lance did a couple episodes ago on his Yeah, I Said It show, which his last one, let me take a quick sidebar. The one that ran yesterday about how the Steelers shouldn't reach for one of the Devons, in my opinion, was possibly his best show to date. Um, if you haven't heard it yet, it's only 13 minutes in length. It is really, really good. Uh, he has great stats, uh, great opinions. It's not just him hating on the Steelers. It's very, very logical. 
And after you listen to it, you might change your mind with how your approach is when you're looking at how this first round could play out in terms of the inside linebackers. So if you haven't checked that out, give my boy Land some props. It's well worth a listen. Check it out. Um, so first round, I, like I said, I, I thought about going offense. I wouldn't be shocked if they go offense, but I still think this should be a defensive pick. And for me, if um, Farrell from Clemson is around, I think you take him. Bud Dupree's in his fifth-year option. You're looking at a situation where, is he the answer? You don't know if Farrell's more productive, then it's an easy answer. Um, TJ Watt, we know what he can do. Or Byron Murphy or a cornerback, even DeAndre Baker, although I don't think he's really a first-round talent. Greedy Williams, you could convince me of him possibly. I think it should be a defensive pick. That's my wish list. And uh, if they go offense, I'm not going to be upset. But at the same time, I just feel like the defense has, has more immediate needs as of right now. And then the second round is a different story. The second round is where I think they need to go offense, but I think they specifically need to go to a pass catcher. I don't really see a tight end on there that is going to be worthy of a second round pick. So for me, I'm looking at the uh, wide receivers. Um, Hakeem Butler pops up. A lot of people have pointed to the Notre Dame receiver. His name escapes me. I apologize for that. Uh, but also... I've seen some people say defensively, uh, Darnell Savage, the safety from Maryland. There's a lot of people that are very, very high on him. Some even have first-round grades on him. Uh, they say he's very instinctive. He's very fast. He's very physical. And I'm just going to say that I heard a, a Steelers beat writer today compare him, not so much overall, but his instincts and his style of play to a number 43 that used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, that's Troy Polamalu. I heard that and I was taken aback because I'm thinking, wait a second, you're comparing this kid to Troy Palomalu. And he quickly backtracked and said, look, yeah, I'm not saying he's the next Troy. He's, I just see a lot of his game and the way that he attacks the line of scrimmage and the way that he plays his angles, his speed, his pursuit. And so then I understood what he was talking about. So that's another player. Now the third round is where it gets really tricky for me because in the third round, they have two draft picks. They have one very early from the Oakland Raiders, the Antonio Brown trade, and then they have their stock third round pick as well. And I feel like these picks should be split between offense and defense. If you think last year, uh, they went all offense in the third round. That's where they picked up Chooks Okora for, and they selected Mason Rudolph in the third round. I think this year they could definitely go with a defensive player. It could be a defensive lineman. There, there are some really good defensive linemen in the second and third round. It could be, uh, maybe it's an inside linebacker. Uh, you know, Jermaine Pratt is a guy that is a second, third round talent. A lot of people figure and, and after listening to Lance, he brings up some really good points. As I listened to his show this morning about how you can find really good inside linebacker talent. And he rattles off a bunch of names of players that are all pros, pro bowlers, really elite players at the position that weren't first round draft picks. It kind of really opened my mind. So I really feel like that should be split um, between offense and defense. Now, when you get into the fourth, fifth and sixth, my gosh, they had three picks in the sixth round. I'm also assuming here, folks, if you haven't figured it out yet, that they are going to keep all 10. Now, I don't think that's going to happen personally. I could see them trading away a fifth or even one or two of their sixth round picks to move up in the second or third round. I just feel like in this draft class, and you may disagree, we're all entitled to our opinions. In my opinion, that the second and third round is just chock full of talent players that can play. 
and they can play sooner rather than later. And so I could see them trying to get back into those rounds by using some of their later round picks to move up. And so for me, when you're talking fourth, fifth, sixth, and, and seventh round picks, especially in the fifth, sixth, and seventh, I look at it and say, you know, this is something we've talked about with Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield is do they really need 10 more players on their roster? And to me, the answer is a resounding no, they don't. Uh, they do have holes on their roster, just like every NFL team does. But do they need 10 players? I don't think so. And so I'm at that point, I'm looking at, okay, where can they improve? If you're looking to upgrade like wide receiver or something like that, then you're going to do that in the early rounds. It, people, and my, I fall into this trap too, you fall in love with these late round picks and think, maybe this is the next Antonio Brown, or maybe this is a Tom Brady type, or maybe this guy, I'll give you a perfect example for me. It's Tyler Matikavich. I mean, when they drafted him out of Temple in the seventh round, and they had the nickname Dirty Red, everyone fell in love with the guy. And they thought, this guy's this, this is a, the, the, a college award winner for tackles. And I think it's the Butkus award. I, I could be wrong there, but you know, all this stuff, this, that, and the other, he's going to be the next inside linebacker. And it just didn't turn out to be, he's a special teams guy. He's a deaf piece. That's what they need to focus on in the later rounds. Because if there's one thing I've noticed is that the Steelers special teams is not good. And a part of me thinks it's not good because they don't necessarily look for those type of players in the draft maybe they should start, especially when you have three six-round picks. Pick guys that are known for their special teams play. Pick guys that are not going to necessarily have a any bigger role on offense or defense other than depth. And put them in there. Because for me, I look at it and say, look at a guy like Marcus Allen. He is a depth player. He is someone that um, can play defense. He is someone that is not going to be a starter unless there's a bunch of injuries ahead of him, but he's fast, he's athletic, he can hit, special teams guy. Those are the type of players I want to see in the later round picks. So I don't want to get, I don't want everyone to think and say, you know, hey, he's get, kind of getting out of this. Um, he's kind of getting out of this. You know, I'm not picking individual players. It's more just philosophy here. It's more just philosophy. Um, Isaac. Is hitting me up on the live chat about a New Jersey wants to give away. Yes, email Dave Schofield, who just said that. Um, we will get that hooked up. That's awesome. If we can give away a brand new Juju Smith Schuster jersey and he wants to donate that, absolutely. So, quick sidebar there. So, all right. That's my wish list. I think that ultimately for me in the seventh or seven rounds, I want it to be pretty even because the Steelers have needs on both sides of the football. I don't feel like this is a draft like we've had in the past where it should be predominantly defense. It's not a draft that should be predominantly offense. I feel like it should be very even. And I'm, I am really excited for one, two, three, the top four rounds, mainly the top three Thursday and Friday for me are going to be super exciting because I think that's where you're going to see the players where the Steelers could actually get, legitimate players and when i say legitimate players i'm talking about people that can actually get on the field and play in year one and that's yeah i'm, I'm anxious to see the, do they get a cornerback if they do get a cornerback i'd love to see how that shakes up the, the the depth chart what does that mean for a guy like cam sutton or brian allen do they get a receiver uh, i think they will but if they get a receiver what does that mean for ryan switzer eli rogers uh dante moncrief 
um, all these players that you have to wonder what's going to happen now. It's going to be some really good camp battles. Are they going to get some defensive line depth? Are they going to maybe maybe approach the offensive line and try to find some depth in the interior or even a tackle? Uh, there's just in tight end. Didn't even mention tight end. Right now they have Xavier Grimble and Vance McDonald. I find it hard to believe they're going to go into week one this year with just that. Uh, it's just personally, I find that hard to believe. It's the same without, but you know, I say that. And then I think outside linebacker, if you would have said, Jeff, you need to bet your house on something. It would, I never would have guessed they ever would have tried to go an entire NFL season with three outside linebackers in a three, four scheme. And what did they do? They went with three. They had TJ Watt, Bud Dupree and Anthony Chicolo. That's it. Now, Ola Dinier was eventually activated later, but still, you just don't know what's going to happen. And that's what the beauty of the NFL draft is. I want to, I'll take a quick sidebar here to say, if you're just now listening to the show, if you just stumbled upon it with, you know, uh, looking at YouTube and you, go, you Googled Steelers or something like that, or uh, you found us on an audio platform, just know that Thursday, tomorrow night, we the Steelers preview will be on. We're going to try for a super show, folks. After the Steelers pick, it's not going to be normal. 845, 9 o'clock, 930. It's going to be whenever the Steelers pick. So if the Steelers trade up, let's say they trade up to eight and draft Devin White. Once my duties as the editor are done, I, I we're going to get on YouTube live and we want to hear from you. We're going to give our take on it. And we're going to do that after every day, not every pick. So Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, you'll have episodes from us. Nothing on Sunday. Well, maybe maybe Lance and I will do this. The standard is a standard on Sunday. And then we get we, we start talking about we start the the reaction, the knee jerk reaction, so to speak, of everything that happens over this weekend. So make sure you join us because it's going to be some really, really good content. I feel you'll enjoy it. Um, so outside of the NFL wish list, which by the way, if you're in the live chat, please, what is your wish list? What do you hope happens? Again, this isn't a mock draft. You're not predicting what's going to happen. You're saying, if I had my way, this would happen. That's what I want to see. I want to see exactly what you all think in terms of what you want to happen your wish list keep that in mind there's a big difference there all right so hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about something else. Ben Roethlisberger's extension today. Uh, it happened yesterday in terms of the news breaking that the Steelers wanted to get this deal done prior to the NFL draft. And that makes sense. You want to get your quarterback locked up. You want to make sure that's done. That way you know you have the funds to sign your rookies and that's it. And you, you're really, you're taken care of. You might see how much money you have left after you sign him. So anyways, today, Wednesday, they actually went out and they got a two-year extension done with Ben Roethlisberger. Now, I know that the details have been released. I know the ballpark figures. I don't have them in front of me. Um, he has, I want to say, uh, 
a lot of guaranteed money. He's going to be making in the second year about $30 million roughly a year. And after I talked to Simon, who is a, a major contributor for the website, and my, my number two, so to speak, um, he said, you know, with Kirk Cousins getting 28 and Russell Wilson getting 35 and Aaron Rodgers 33 and a half, it makes sense that Roethlisberger would get about 30 per year. And so a lot of people were – for instance, I did a radio show in San Diego today, and they asked, you know, well, what do you think about them tying up that much salary cap space to Ben Roethlisberger? Well, for my first reaction was they're already giving him over 26 already, so it's not that big of a difference. And then next year, Antonio Brown's contract will be off the books, which gives them a lot of space. I just don't think it's that big of a deal in terms of the salary cap. And it'll be interesting to, to see how this how the next three years play out okay i asked myself questions like what if the steelers were to win a super bowl in 2020 or even 2019 what if they were to win a super what would ben roethlisberger do uh, would he come back and honor his contract would he pull a john elway and ride off into the sunset holding a lombardi trophy these are questions that run through my head all the time and my next question and if you're listening if you're a, a listener to the show um, you know that I, I do like Mason Rudolph a lot as a player. I think he's going to be, I think he has the potential that we'll put it that way. I think he has the potential to be a really good quarterback in this league, but he's, no one's ever seen it yet. So what does this mean? It's an article I'm going to publish tomorrow for the website. Almost finished with it. So I, I sat down and I thought to myself, what does this mean for Mason Rudolph? So Ben Roethlisberger's locked up to the 20, 2021 season. And that is the final year of Mason Rudolph's rookie contract. This kind of plays out, which let me stop for a second and say that I, I was shocked that Roethlisberger only got a two-year extension. Maybe that was his doing. Maybe he said, look, I got three years left. After that, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore after that. Uh, or if, if that's the case, maybe we'll go year by year. I was expecting a three-year extension. I think most people were expecting a three-year extension, but hey, it's just two. And so now I'm looking at, okay, what does this mean for Mason Rudolph or potentially Joshua Dobbs? Now, Joshua Dobbs will be a free agent after the 2020 season because he was drafted a year before Rudolph. But let's just talk about Rudolph for a second. Uh, let's say that the Steelers have seen enough from him, both in their facility, behind closed doors, and in the preseason, maybe even in time. They, if, let's say, there's an injury or it's a blowout and he gets some reps, he has yet to see real game action in the National Football League, but if they see enough of him, this could actually work out to the Steelers' favor, and here's why. If it's 2020, assuming that, that Rudolph wins the backup quarterback role for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's he's looked the part, and he's intelligent enough, he's you know athletic enough, he can make the throws, I'm assuming this all takes place, the Steelers could easily give him a a bigger contract before that last year of his rookie deal or an extension to lock him up. And I guarantee you because he's an unknown commodity to everyone else, that it would be a steal of a deal for the Steelers in terms of their starting quarterback. It would almost be as if they would have a rookie quarterback under contract and they're trying to win with that contract because it's not going to be as inflated as say $30 million a year. I listen to a lot of Dan Patrick. He always talks about how one of the keys to winning in the national football league is to do so with a rookie 
at quarterback. Why? Because their contract is so small, you can spend all your other salary cap money elsewhere to help build a good supporting cast. This could be a very similar transition when Roethlisberger leaves. You have Mason Rudolph under contract with that extension that I spoke of, and now all of a sudden you have a lesser contract. You have more money to basically spread around, add to the roster, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm saying this is probably the best case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers is that Rudolph does pan out. Rudolph proves that he is capable. Roethlisberger retires. His contract is over. It expires. And then Rudolph takes over. But the Steelers would be smart to not let him even sniff free agency, but to lock him up earlier if, a giant if here, he proves that he's worthy. And nothing, none of this matters right off the bat if Mason Rudolph doesn't win the backup job this offseason, period, period, period. And the reason why I don't talk about Joshua Dobbs that much is because for me, I don't feel like he is a potential guy, the guy. It's nothing against him. He's super athletic. He runs well. He just doesn't fit what the Steelers want to do offensively, assuming that Randy Featner is still going to be there after Roethlisberger leaves and assuming that what they want to do is going to be the same as Roethlisberger is doing now. I feel like Rudolph is better suited for that. Joshua Dobbs, not so much. So if Rudolph wins the backup job this year, that's step number one. And then step number two is if he gets any opportunities, how does he play? This could work out to the Steelers' benefit. And this is something that I talked about earlier, even after Rudolph was drafted, because everyone said he's not going to see the field for a long time. I said, that's fine. Even if he has to sit for four years and learn, he's not going to have any wear and tear on his body. He's going to be smarter for it. He's going to know the system. He'll be ready if he's that guy. So we'll find out. So but Ben, Roethlis ben Roethlisberger's extension, uh, will he actually see all three years of this deal? That's a question I'd like to know in the live chat. Do you think Roethlisberger will actually see all of this contract? The options would be he retires or he maybe gets cut. Let's say his performance is substandard or subpar. I doubt that happens after seeing what he did last year, breaking a lot of records, personal records and things like that. So do you think that Roethlisberger will see all three years? That's a good question. Answer that in the live chat. Or if you're on uh, audio platform, go to steel, uh, behindthesteelcurtain.com and let us know in the comment section. Okay. Last topic before I answer some questions. I was listening to one of my favorite sports talk radio shows today on the way home from work, or the channels, I should say. I, I love Mad Dog Sports Radio. Um, I like the, the Morning Men show. I like the dog, uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Um, I even like uh, doggy daycare during the middle of the day. I got, was catching at the end of, um, I was catching at the very end of the doggy daycare, the middle of the day show. And they were talking, they were answering phone calls about Ben Roethlisberger. So there they were these Steeler fans. They sounded a lot like the commenters, commenters on behind the steel curtain.com. And here they were talking about, Ben and his contract extension. And one guy said, you know, he thinks he's underrated. He feels like he should be up there with Breeze and Rodgers because of the stats and the Super Bowl appearances. And we all know those. Yeah, all, all that stuff. We, we're Steeler fans. We get it. Then they took the final caller. And this caller had me literally yelling in my car at the radio to shut up, period. And he came out and said, I can't stand 
Mike Tomlin. And okay, I, I've always done this, no matter where I am, who I'm talking to, I say, okay, that's fine. I want to hear the reasons why. Because for me, that's important. You cannot like a player. You cannot like a coach. But don't don't hate him just to hate him. Sadly, some people hate him because of the color of his skin. Sadly, some people hate him because it just seems to be the soup du jour today. And the hashtag fire Tomlin is just so popular on game day. Um, but if you have le- legitimate reasons for why you don't like Mike Tomlin, then that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. This guy goes on to talk about the locker room issues that the Steelers had and that a lot of the distractions are gone, but how he doesn't like Tomlin because he doesn't think he's necessarily able to control the players in the locker room. And he made, I can't stand when people do this. He said, if you go back to Chuck Knoll, he wouldn't have let this stuff happen or Bill Cowher wouldn't have let this happen. And I wanted to throw something. I actually wanted to call into the show, but they were, they were out of time and they were moving on to the next show because my goodness, go again, go out and read the book. I honest recommendation is to read the book, their life's work. And that was all about the 1970 Steelers and read about some of the stuff that these guys did off the field, the shenanigans, firing weapons at a police helicopter, driving drunk, getting drunk before games, using steroids, Chuck Knoll himself breaking rules in terms of practicing and things of that nature. All of this stuff, folks, if it were 2019 and the same things were happening, could you imagine what it would be like with social media? That's all I'm saying. Could you imagine hearing stories about players gallivanting around town getting hammered drunk in public bars before games. Could you hear about a player on the Steelers getting out of his vehicle and shooting a weapon at a police helicopter? Think about that. So if you're someone that says that Mike Tomlin, Chuck Noll had control of his teams, get out of here. Did you see Joe Green's rookie year and second year as he belittled officials as he was dirty, cheap shot artist, and it didn't stop him, did it? No, because he was that good. Okay, so let's fast forward now to Bill Cower. Now, Bill Cower still pre-social media here, folks. And I've said this a million times on a bunch of different shows, but could you imagine Joey Porter with a Twitter account? Anyone? Think about it. You thought the Jeremy Stevens comments before the Super Bowl 40 in 2005 was bad? Could you imagine what it would be like if... Lee Flowers had a Twitter account. Yes, Mr. Paper Champions himself. Can you imagine that? All this stuff happened. Think about all the things that happened with Bill Cowers at the helm. Joey Porter got shot in the butt in Denver. Uh, he got into a huge fight in the casino in Las Vegas. Um, I, I think that I'm pretty sure Cowers was still at the helm for that. Santonio San Holmes gets busted. Um, or I'm sorry, Santonio... San might have been Mike Tomlin. I apologize. Cedric Wilson, domestic violence. James Harrison, domestic violence. Um, I could go on and on about other stuff that happened. There are stories about the early 90s teams. Greg Lloyd not being so nice out in the public. What I'm trying to say is that Mike Tomlin is coaching in a different era. Do I believe that Tomlin has done the best job stopping some of this stuff? No. He definitely could, could have done a better job in a lot of different ways. 
but I don't want people to go around saying that Noel and Cower wouldn't put up with this because they did. They had the same issues. It just wasn't on social media. There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. And if you imagine those teams with those platforms, it's enough to make your brain explode. And you would say, would Cower have control over those players? Would Chuck Noll have control over those players? If you look at the past, he they both tolerated a lot. Because it all comes down to talent, folks. Period. You want to hate on Mike Tomlin, that's fine. But don't hate on him for his lack of you know, ability to control a locker room. Because what are you going to do? Don't tell me you're a fan that if I was the coach, I'd cut Antonio Brown. No, you wouldn't. You know why? Because he scored 15 touchdowns. Period. I'd get rid of Le'Veon Bell. The moment he said he wasn't going to show up, I'd cut his ass. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't because he's an all-pro running back. He's great at everything that he does. He's great at running the ball. He's great at catching the ball, and he's great at pass protection. Folks, you just have to understand that this is 2019, and they are running a business. So please, for the love of God, if you don't like Mike Tomlin, have a legitimate excuse. That's all I ask. Have a legit Use time management. Use clock management, whatever you want to call it. You could talk about the challenges. That's fine, too. You could talk about the whatever, as long as it's legitimate. Please, because I'm sick and tired of the commenters. I'm sick and tired of people going. Like I, I thought about all the thousands of people that were listening to that radio show, and they were probably thinking, well, that guy's got a good point. And I'm sitting here because I, I'm the editor of a giant website, and I'm saying, this guy's so far off base, it's ridiculous. And yet he's somehow representing the fan base. So I'm going to talk to my little corner of Steeler Nation, and I'm going to say my piece, which I think is 100% accurate. You can disagree. You can hate Mike Tomlin, but please make it legitimate. I apologize for going off on a little rant today, but he got me going a little bit. Um, so with that said, let me digress. Let me calm down. Let my heart rate go back to normal. If you have a question, um, by all means, fire away in the, in the live chat. I have some time here and we will definitely, I'll get as many as I can. Um, I'll answer as many questions as I can. So I'll try to go back here. Um, and I apologize. Uh, oh, yeah, Lance was there. <laughs> Lance heard my rant. I'm glad Lance heard my rant. And again, it, and this is totally uh, a sidebar about you know everything is you're only seeing if you're watching live on YouTube, and obviously everyone that's in, that um, is in the live chat is watching live on YouTube. If you're in the if, if you didn't know that we have more shows that are only audio, like Lance's show, yeah, I said it. Make sure you check that out. I'm working on getting that on YouTube, but in the meantime, go to any place that you hear podcasts. That could be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and just search behind the steel curtain. You could search Steelers. Uh, you could search, yeah, I said it, and you will find the show. It's worth listening the Steelers hangover with Brian Anthony Davis and Tony Defeo is another show that's only audio check those out so okay here we go um Reed says will the Steelers trade up tomorrow night I'm gonna say no not in the first round Friday yes I think they are gonna trade up on Friday so that's that's just my gut that's just my gut so uh, Saquon says do you think James Washington will step up in year two I think he will I really do think he will. I think the Steelers are not going to have the same looking offense, but I think it's still going to be formidable. And Dante Moncrief, Juju Smith-Schuster, 
and James Washington are going to be very big parts of that passing attack. I absolutely believe that. All right. Um, Nate says, who's your dream prospect for the Steelers draft? Well, you know, before this morning, it was one of the Devons, but after this morning, I'm thinking, well, shoot, if they got Jermaine Pratt in the second round, they could probably go with someone else in the first. The more I watch of Savage, the safety, I'm thinking that that guy would be a tremendous add to the team. I'm not saying he would start over Sean Davis, but if you think about Sean Davis, he's entering the last year of his contract. And so maybe you want to let him go. You could play Savage as like a slot guy. I'm thinking that might be my pick, even in the first round. I, I'm just saying, just saying. It's, you asked me the question. <laughs> um, who are your value picks at wide receiver? Um, I don't know a lot about the wide receivers. I know I know some of the, the players, the Steelers, are actively looking at, and they've brought in, you know, you have uh, Boykin, the receiver from Notre Dame. You have um, Hakeem Butler. Uh, you have Sills, I believe, is the West Virginia receiver that they like a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out there with the wide receiver position. Would you be mad if the Steelers traded down, assuming both Devons are off the board? I've said this already. No, I don't. I wouldn't be upset. Now I know Dave Schofield, who's probably in. Uh, I know it's probably he's in the live chat. He does not want them to trade out. I said if if the, all the prospects that they feel are first round talents are out, and they're going to get an early second round pick for it, then yeah, I, if you have someone that you think you're going to get in this early second round and give you two second rounds, two third round picks, I'd be fine with that. Not to mention you should get other picks as well. Michael, he uh, disagrees with my Tomlin take. He says if it gets in the way of winning a, ch uh, a, a championship, absolutely I would cut them. It's team first or you're out. It's easy to say that as we sit here behind a keyboard and a screen, and I'm, I'm, I'm lumping myself into that as well based on the fact that from it, it, it's Antonio Brown is a turd. No one's saying he's not a turd. And Le'Veon Bell is a jerk for doing what he did to the team, but you can't take away how good they are as players, period. And so if you're talking about it's all about winning a championship, you would want them on your team because they're going to help you win a championship. Now, they didn't. I get that. But at the same time, it's just a, hopefully shining a little bit of light on what coaches have to tolerate based on the fact that they need their team to win. Character versus talent. That's what we're always talking about. All right. Um, Mark says, should the Steelers trade up for Devin white or draft a corner? Um, Hey, that, I don't know. <laughs> I've been asked this question so many times in the last two months and I really don't know. Um, I'm fine if they get a corner, if it's one of the three, uh, Deandre Baker, uh, Byron Murphy or greedy Williams, I'd probably be okay with that. And it comes down to the question that Dave asked me, um, earlier today, he sent it to the text to myself and Brian Davis and said, and tomorrow's show on Thursday night, will we be excited, satisfied, or disappointed? That's a really good question for you all to answer in the live chat. Tomorrow night, at this time, or both, uh, they probably wouldn't have picked yet at 9.35 p.m. Eastern time when this is being recorded. Will Steeler fans be excited, satisfied, or disappointed? And Steeler fans are always disappointed in everything they do. Period. I think there's fans that if they win their seventh Super Bowl, they'll be pissed because maybe they didn't run the ball well enough or they they missed an opportunity for an interception. Anyways, let me know. Would you be? It, it, it doesn't matter the pick. You're predicting in your mind, okay, the Steelers' track record in the first round, will we be excited, satisfied, or will we disappointed? I said we'll be satisfied. And if they got a cornerback, I'd be satisfied. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Flip says if we draft inside linebacker in the first, which inside linebacker do you cut next season? John Bostick. Period. I that I think it's an easy answer. Um, or if you want to keep him, you cut Tyler Matikavich and you draft another guy in this in the late rounds, maybe one of your six round picks that basically can do the same thing that he does and is probably a little bit more athletic. So there you go. Um Captain Underpants asks, who's your perfect? Who's your perfect for the team prospect? Huh. That's a good question. I, I haven't done a lot of I haven't done a lot of, you know, you hear all these stuff about guys that are good team guys. And um you think I, I remember hearing this about Jamal Adams, the safety that's in in New York with the Jets. That he was a he's a leader, you know what I mean? And um I haven't haven't heard too much of that. So I'm not sure to answer that, to be honest with you. Okay. Um Miles Sanders, that's a running back, I believe, from Penn State. When what, what round will the Steelers take Miles Sanders? Um, I'm going to say if they take him, maybe one of their third-round picks, maybe the second third-round pick if he's still on the board. Not sure if he'll make it to the fourth. That'll be a running back is a position we haven't talked about tonight. And running back is a position that we should be talking about tonight because I think the running back position is going to be very important for this team moving forward. James Conner has yet to play a full NFL season. Jalen Samuels, you some would say, myself included, it's a very small sample size for his success. And then that's it. You're going to have to have someone else. So that's going to have to have someone else. Lance Williams says that Jeff, myself, is a slot wide receiver. Back in my back in my day, I was, my friend. I was a slot receiver. Absolutely. So, okay, here we go. Trying to catch up here. Um, let's see here. Do you think the Steelers will target a tight end in the second or third round? Um, a tight end, they need one. I'm just not sure if it's going to be the second round. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure. So here, Joseph brings up, I heard Le'Veon didn't show up to to Jets camp. It's it's voluntary minicamp. I mean, I, I get it. I know what you're saying. But at the same time, not only do I not care about him anymore, but... That's their problem. That's their headache. Welcome to the Le'Veon Bell show. Don't worry. He'll put out a crappy rap record and he'll rap about something stupid. His, yeah, sucks. Um, da, 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 da. Dave Schofield giving Lance props. I like that. Flip asking which starter. I'm assuming you're uh, referring to the inside linebacker question. Which starter? In my opinion, if you're considering Mark Barron a starter at inside linebacker, Mark Barron is not a player in my I think he's a versatile player. So let's say they do go up and get Devin White. It's I know it's a long shot, but let's say they do go up and get Devin White. Um, you have to ask yourself, is if he's the starter, I feel like Mark Barron could still have a role on the team. That Mark Barron could still be a guy that plays in sub packages. So I don't think there would be a need to cut him necessarily. Um, all right. Well, I have time for a few more. Um, Lance is peddling the super chat feature. Okay. I'll explain this. We had a couple people use it earlier in the show. Um, let's say you're someone that listens all the time. You watch on YouTube and you like, say, Hey, you know, these guys do a good job. Want to throw them a few bucks. Or if you have a question and like right now we've had a ton of questions in the live chat. Um, you want your question answered and you want to make sure it's seen. If you're on your phone, I'm not sure what it looks like on a desktop. Uh, there's a super chat button on the right after you enter a comment. And if you hit that, you can enter any amount of money. I think it's like a buck is the minimum. 
you could enter as much as you want and it'll highlight that question and it'll stay up top. Um, and if you keep adding money, it'll stay up. I'm not, I'm not trying to push this on anybody. I'm just explaining it. Uh, we obviously get a lot of questions answered. We have a lot of questions, so you don't have to do it. And Reed, Reed's talking about long snappers. All right. I was so pissed when they drafted Colin Holba from Louisville in the sixth round. Um, I hope I never have to live that down again. When I had to write in an article that the Steelers drafted in the sixth round, a long snapper. And just to, I felt what the fans felt when they read it was, are you serious? Like, did this really just happen? It's a good way to end the show. Reed. Thank you for that. <laughs> I was going to end the show anyways. I don't want you feeling like it was your fault. So anyone that's in the live chat, anyone that's watching us live, remember tomorrow night, Thursday night, this is it. First round of the NFL draft. Make sure you join us after the pick. Follow us on Twitter, BT Steel Curtain. I will put out a tweet about five minutes or so before we go live so that you have an idea. But if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you will get a notification when we go live. You don't want to miss it. It'll be exciting. We'll answer questions. Enjoying the excitement with us, the super show. We will have a super show for approximately 30 seconds until Lance or Brian have connection problems. And then it'll just be me and Dave Schofield. There you have it. And that'll be good enough. And so make sure you check us out. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support. We appreciate it. And as Lance always says, I forget what he says. Tell a friend, subscribe, something like that. We'll see you on the next episode of the Steelers Burning Question. <laughs>